0: This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi everyone and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. In today's episode, I'll be discussing accessing anger for good, to create peace and empowerment. Anger often gets a bad rap, and certainly aggression should. But anger is an important emotion, used wisely, it's part of how we empower ourselves and others, achieve amazing things, and stay mentally well. Think of a musical keyboard, with all the notes. This is a good representation of the range of our feelings. Down one end are the dark notes, up the other end, the light notes. If we can access the full range of our feelings, we become empowered and mentally healthy. In fact, there are three forms of communication we usually speak of, all using anger differently. Passive communication is where we repress anger. Aggressive communication is where we use anger to overpower others. Assertive communication is said to be the only empowered form of communication. It aims for a win-win with ourselves and others. It aims for adult-to-adult interactions. Passive communication aims for a lose-win. I'll lose, you can win. Aggressive, I win, you'll lose. Traditionally, men and women were socialized differently in terms of expressing anger. Women were taught it was unattractive and unfeminine and to repress anger. Men were taught it was attractive and to express anger was a manly thing. In some families, it's not acceptable to express anger And they repress anger. In others, it's a different distortion of anger taking the form of aggression. Think of your relationships with family, friends, romantic relationships, workplace relationships. What are the social rules? What are the norms about anger? Friends often work this out as teenagers. We start sorting out and learning the rules in the teen years. And by adulthood, often our norms are unspoken or accepted similar ways of dealing with anger. We usually like people with the same cultural styles of anger management. If we're more fiery, we tend to have more fiery friends. If we're more low-key, we tend to have these kinds of friends. Therapists watch how couples manage anger as this is a key relationship issue. John Gottman, the psychologist, famously did a study and observed couples and how they accept each other's make-up gestures after anger and conflict. And those couples who received and accepted the make gesture were the ones he said and found, and we do find, they are the relationships that last. Years ago in an interview I said, conflict's not a dirty word. In fact, the lack of conflict, the lack of resolving conflict, is very often what brings a couple down. Parents begin the culture of the family. You set the culture and how anger is viewed, expressed or repressed, and engaging older children in discussions about anger and how the family wants to express anger and deal with it and manage it is vital to a good, healthy family. So why am I talking about anger today? Well, a lot of things are going on in the world lately and are making us feel disempowered, resulting in a lot of anger, frustration, and the downsides of these emotions, which is aggression and despair, leading to mental health issues of anxiety, stress, and depression. We psychologists help people to pay attention to their emotions because evidence shows people who do this feel and function better than those who don't. Feelings give us critical information usually way sooner than our minds can, and perhaps even more importantly, they don't lie. Whereas our conscious minds can kid us, they can argue one way for a situation or another, on situations and issues. Feelings are linked with the deeper subconscious mind, also known as the feeling mind, for that reason. Feelings of anger tell us something is wrong, either internally or externally. So anger is information. Are we feeling disempowered? Are we feeling hurt? Are we being hurt or threatened? Are we experiencing or witnessing an injustice? Is something triggering older psychological wounds? Is there an extra charge of emotion going on inside us? Showing us something else may need to be resolved inside of us. Being able to sit with and respond to anger versus reacting to it is how assertive people manage anger and are empowered. As long as we use anger constructively, we can use it to motivate or mobilize ourselves in a way that can lead to positive results and change. Long-term, repressed anger causes problems, mental, physical, but also in relationships, in friendships, families, romantic relationships and workplaces, which then impacts our careers. When we repress anger, it doesn't just go away. It festers, often leading to a wide range of health problems. As renowned psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud wrote, Unexpressed emotions will never die. They are buried alive and will come forth later in uglier ways. Underneath anger is often emotional pain, and most people don't like pain. So preferring to move into anger, which can give us energy and make us feel initially powerful. But using anger for long-term empowerment is much more complicated. Think of this analogy, we're sitting opposite each other and I stand up and step on your toe so hard it's painful. At first, you'd be shocked or surprised and tell me to get off or try and push me off your toe. If this wasn't possible, you'd at first be in pain and then get angry and then depressed. You see how the anger, if unresolved, would take you down into depression. We'll come back to this analogy a bit later for the solution. In the meantime, you can breathe a sigh of relief, knowing, of course, no one's actually stepping on your toe or causing you this pain right now. So what do we do with anger? While many people think it's bad, it's needed, it's raw energy. Think of the elite sports people, think of the raw anger we see on their faces, so well directed to the goal. Think of leaders, change agents, and influential people we admire. American writer Alice Walker wrote the book The Color Purple, which was published in 1983 and later adapted for the movie. This novel shows in detail the oppression of her people who had been enslaved by white Americans. While there is much in the media about the ongoing discrimination and abuse of black Americans in the public today, this history of slavery and oppression was a background issue in our societies in 1983. Walker's book was groundbreaking in raising awareness. When she accepted the American Book Award, she spoke of the history of oppression, of change and reform. This lyrical yet powerful writer said, we must use all our anger and all our love. When used constructively, anger is powerful. So let's go back to the analogy I gave you a moment ago. I stepped on your toe so hard, it was so painful, and you got angry. And eventually depressed. So you see how repressed anger takes us down into depression and what's the solution? Well you're probably not surprised to hear this, but get back into the anger. From this point there are two possibilities. First, with the anger we might find a solution, a way of getting me off your foot due to the power of your anger. Second, if we can't resolve this immediate situation we need to acknowledge and feel the pain. From this, we can find acceptance and even happiness. If the pain is ongoing, we will dip into anger periodically, and as life goes on, there may be new information, new opportunities to solve or better deal with the source of pain. When people are socialized that anger is unattractive or unacceptable, they're more at risk of depression due to repressing the anger. We've all met, or even been, that person who, when challenged, stays nice or polite or patient, and then eventually explodes with frustration and fury. Of course, this can cause relationship problems, and it's bad for the person venting, as they typically end up feeling frustrated, disappointed, ashamed, embarrassed in themselves, and if they have none of this self-reflection, then they've just exposed their own difficulties in managing their anger. In fact, this example shows someone swinging from passive to aggressive behavior, as I mentioned before. Let's say this person was being excessively delayed by someone for a meeting or a service. An assertive person in this situation would act well before they felt this level of anger. For instance, by intervening and suggesting the meeting be reconvened, or by rescheduling or cancelling the service. When the frustration or anger starts to grow in us, it's telling us it's time to stop, intervene and rethink what we're doing rather than keep putting up with the situation. Another way I often say this is get a bit angry before you really get angry. Studies show that acknowledging and releasing anger in a positive way can help improve our health. One study found it not only reduces stress on the heart, but helps manage physical pain, while another found repressing anger can be linked to anxiety and depression. Release anger by throwing a ball against a wall, by rigorous physical exercise, by talking to a trusted person and venting the anger. Look for role models and how they vent and release. Their anger. Focus on things you can control and change and do. Be creative, help others, furthering your own development in studies, in your knowledge. Get involved and be part of the change processes you want to see. If you find yourself tending to be passive, ask yourself how you or the person you're dealing with views anger. Are you safe to feel and express a healthy level of anger? If you're feeling angry, take some time to ponder why. Is someone or something threatening or disempowering you? Is there an injustice being done? If so, what's the best use of your anger as energy? Are you being triggered for other personal reasons? If it seems out of proportion, then you're being triggered personally and need to work that out. If you or someone you know has problems with anger, with either being too passive or too aggressive, seek help from a psychologist. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and access Find a Psychologist service on 1800 333 497 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.